This is episode 84 with Nico Moreno. This is Crowdfunding Uncut, the place where creators and entrepreneurs come to learn how to launch a successful crowdfunding campaign. Here's your host, Kirsten Ross. This episode is brought to you by BackerKit. BackerKit is a crowdfunding fulfillment software service that helps you take care of all the spreadsheet nightmares after your campaign is done. Let me explain. Once you have hundreds of new backers for your product, you're going to be exporting a ton of customer data that is probably going to change. People will need to change their shipping address. They'll want to downgrade some of their rewards. They'll want to buy more rewards. And when you don't have a system in place to help with this, it's actually going to be taking a lot more of your time dealing with customer service admin, and you're probably going to screw stuff up, which is not good long-term for customer relations. BackerKit gives you a full done-for-you software platform online where you can easily manage all of your customer data. And my favorite part about working with them is that once your campaign actually wraps up, they help you get additional sales from your customers by offering to upsell to more rewards or options that you may or may not have on your campaign. They have worked with more than 2,000 projects, delivering more than 3.5 million rewards um, and products. This could be digital products or, heck, even physical products to you guys. They've been amazing to work with. I've partnered with them on the show because I've worked with them in the past and they are amazing. So if you are looking for a partner after your campaign, that's going to make your life super easy. They are the ones to go to. To find out more information, go to backerkit.com. But wait, at checkout, they're actually giving the uncut listeners, which are you guys, going to give you 50% off of their setup services. So when you go to backerkit.com, go to checkout and use the five code uncut, U-N-C-U-T. Hey guys, welcome back at Kirsten Ross here, your host. Man, what a crazy week it's been. Um, By the time you listen to this, I'm going to be in the Philippines. I'm literally spending this month between conferences. Uh, Our next guest, actually, um, funny story, we were at this like nerdy internet marketing conference in Dallas last week called Funnel Hacking Live. It's put on by Russell Brunson. If you guys don't know who he is, he runs ClickFunnels and he is the best marketer on the internet I have ever seen. It pains me not to buy something from him. He's so good. So little side note, if you are looking to um, learn some how to market and uh, good email copy and, and all that, be sure to go to .comsecrets.com and pick up his book uh, or check out ClickFunnels and just stalk the guy. He's amazing. And um, the thing is that there's this concept which we'll get into called a sales funnel, which is like an online customer journey. So when someone goes to your landing page and they subscribe to your email list, there's a that whole journey is called a sales funnel. And like Nico and I are gonna get into what that is, but long story short, I was sitting down and we were doing a funnel hackathon. It, uh, from like 6 p.m. until midnight. I told you this is a nerd event. But what we were doing is we were creating like thank you pages, landing pages, and things that are meant to sell e-commerce products and digital products, which is the side that I am like I do outside of consulting. And all of a sudden, um, I listen, and my friend Rachel was like, "Yeah, Nico, it's amazing how you were able." to make one of your clients half a million dollars from a single email sequence in two weeks. And all of a sudden I just like look up from my computer. I was like, what? Nico, tell me more. And I was like, I I need to bring this dude on because he's so successful. I'm going to let him describe what he does because we couldn't really put a label on it, but he's 
like an amazing internet marketer when it comes to helping people build sales funnels, copywriting, email marketing, and things that are meant to get someone to buy your product. And the reason that I feel that this is super relevant is because like, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you're going to know that crowdfunding, you need to build your own audience before you launch in order to be successful. Um, and the, what you need to be doing is building an email list. I, I'm not talking about social media following. That is important, but specifically email list because it's a one-to-one point of contact. And so I actually wanted to bring Nico on the show to talk about strategies for creating different types of emails that can entice people to buy more of your product. And so, Nico, I'm really excited for this one. Um, Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Kirsten. I'm really, really excited to be here, too. And I'm so glad that we got to connect at Funnel Hacking Live. (laughs) It was really an awesome event. It was like, it's amazing what kind of a cult that Russell has created from a software isn't it crazy? I know. Like, it, it's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I mean, like, as you were saying the intro, it was, I was totally resonating with exactly what you're saying. Like, it's so hard to not buy everything that he, everything that he sells. Cause he's just so, I mean, he's so genuine too about it that like, you know, he's doing it because he wants to help you in your business. And yeah, he's an amazing marketer. So really, really fun event. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, before we continue, where's a so Nico Moreno? Where can people find you online? Just sure, so people first. can, yeah, people can find me at www.convert.org, and that's convert with two T's. Awesome. Um, or they can just find me on Facebook too. Search my name. Pretty responsive there too. <laughs> yeah, I think most internet marketers are these days. Like I live on Facebook now. It's pretty sad, but um, yeah, no, it's not. I hear you. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's like that's where we like. I close business on Facebook now, so it's just it's weird how that platform's transformed from something personal into business for certain people. Yeah, yeah, I know it's 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 crazy. It's like a mix of friends and like business, but it's really starting to be mostly business now. Yeah, which is good with me. Um, I think there's someone banging in the unit beside me. Oh well, whatever. Gotta love apartment okay. buildings. Um, yeah. <laughs> So we're going to link to all that and where people can find you in the show notes and also mention that at the end of the show. But I think it's important that we first define what a sales funnel is because I don't think I explained it very well. So like in your mind, what is a sales funnel? Sure. No, I think you did a fantastic job. I actually kind of want to steal your words. (laughs) And when I'm telling people that and like saying like it's a a journey. Um, So what a sales funnel essentially is is, yeah, it's really just like a process by which you acquire your acquire a customer, a lead, or a contact, um, usually by way of a Facebook ad or something like that, or however you're getting that exposure. Um, and then you take them, you know, to the next step, you most likely will want to get them on your email list. And then from there, kind of like do a, usually do like some sort of a nurturing sequence where you um, you kind of like share who you are or what your business is about or how you can help them or um, kind of give them more information that's relevant to why they opted in in the first place. And then eventually taking them through the steps to, you know, event to purchase a product from you or a service or whatever it might be, like kind of like what your end goal is. 
um, the sales funnel is really just like that whole entire process from first point of contact with your customer to, or from your prospect at that point to turning them into a customer and hopefully a raving fan and repeat customer. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, and there's like ready-made software for you guys to do this online if you don't have web development skills like I don't. Not very tech oh, but you can use um, ClickFunnels, no affiliate commission here, but you can use ClickFunnels.com or LeadPages.net to help create some of these pages and implement the things that we are going to be talking about today. So, mm-hmm. Nico, before we go into like the nitty-gritty strategy, I never really had a chance to hear your backstory and how you just fell into the online space. So can you just walk us through how you got started with all this? Yes, absolutely. So... It's kind of, so my very, very first stint in internet marketing, which I guess, you know, I guess at this point I would consider myself an internet marketer. Um, So the very first time that I got involved with that was actually when I was still kind of like stuck at a a typical day job that I was, you know, unhappy with. Um, I kind of saw it as just a way to, you know, hopefully eventually free myself from working at a nine to five job. Um, and so how I first got started with that was I invested in a training course on how to, how to publish eBooks on Kindle and have, and like have those sell for you, like kind of on autopilot. So that was, to me, that just seemed like a really easy way to get started. I liked writing. Um, and yeah, it, it was a really great program and I ended up started, started making a couple sales, um, you know, a month at the beginning, it was very, very slow. It took some time to ramp up. Um, but then after about six to eight months of doing that, I was starting to make a couple hundred dollars to up to like a thousand or a little bit more per month. And at that point I was just really stoked. I was like, okay, this internet marketing thing actually works. It's not just like a big lie or whatever. Um, because I remember when I was, when I was first researching it and everything like that, um, literally every single day I would be like every product or every course that I came across, I would, before like buying it or looking at it, I would literally type in like, like is, and then insert name of that product, a scam (laughs) because I was very, very hesitant about all that stuff. Um, so when I started getting results, I was just completely stoked. It was really, really, um, really, really happy about that. And about a year ago then, I, or I guess it's a little bit more than a year ago, I was making enough where I decided to quit my full-time job. And yeah, I just take this internet marketing thing, quote unquote, (laughs) seriously and um, commit myself to building a business that would, you know, have me doing something that I was really, really interested in and passionate about and also allow me the freedom to, you know, manage my time how I see fit. So from there I got into, I started out doing straight copywriting. Um, So that was essentially focused on, you know, writing sales copy, which typically involves like a sales letter, sales emails, um, uh, landing pages, different things like that, and also some blog posts. So that was kind of like the first that a lot of people still know me. Oh, sorry. Are you able to hear me? Yep. Again. Okay. Sorry. There was a blip in there. Um, 
So a lot of people know me right now as a copywriter because that's kind of like how I got my start in internet marketing. Um, and then eventually kind of moved more into full-on sales funnels, which include Facebook ads, um, like you mentioned, Kirsten, ClickFunnels. I use ClickFunnels software um, for the rest of the sales funnel. And yeah, so that's kind of how I got started. I started out with like just doing copy and eventually got into building full-on sales funnels for myself and clients. So how did you go from uh, eBooks to copywriting? Yeah, so that's actually, it's kind of a funny story. <laughs> so how I went from eBooks into copywriting, um, have, you, have you ever heard of ClickBank.com? Of course I have the affiliate, okay. yeah, the affiliate thing, right? Yeah, it's yeah, the affiliate, yeah. like, yeah, the number one affiliate platform or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah exactly. Marketplace. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, so how I stumbled upon copywriting was basically I was having some success with the ebooks, um, you know, making a couple hundred to like a thousand and then like a little bit more after that. Um, but it wasn't, I guess what I noticed was that it wasn't a very sustainable you know, like it, it fluctuated a lot. Um, I was able to collect emails from the, from like the ebook sales, but like the actual ebook sales themselves kind of fluctuated because they were all on Amazon's platform. I didn't have, you know, as much control over that, but I did have control over like the emails and stuff like that. So what I did was I basically, I was just like asking myself, you know, how can I get more out of this? How can I, um, yeah, really, how can I like capitalize on, you know, the people who I am getting, you know, who I'm, I'm building this audience, like how can I capitalize on that? And so I kind of started to explore around with ClickBank um, just to see what was out there. I didn't really, I mean, I didn't know what to expect at first. So I just kind of like logged in, looked at some of the products that I could become an affiliate for if I wanted to. And that was actually when it hit me. Um, that I wanted to actually get into more of the sales copy side of things because I noticed, well, it, okay. So this is actually weird and kind of embarrassing, but like I straight up got like really, really excited about just reading through these sales letters and like watching the sales videos of the products, even if they were completely like, even if they were like super like random products that I wasn't interested in, I would love to just watch you know, the video sales letters and read through all the scripts and just like notice weird, quirky things. Like I, like I started to notice trends, how, um, you know, sometimes people would, there would be like a big, like, stop what you're doing and like, listen, listen up to this video. And like, that's kind of a popular way to like grab attention or, um, just really, yeah, really, I was just kind of taking note of, you know, the headlines and just thinking like, oh, that's really, like, that's really strange and that's really weird. But um, but you can see, like, when you're logged into ClickBank how well something is doing. So I'm like, okay, I guess that's working, even though I personally find that, you know, to be weird or, like, strange or whatever. Um, so I kind of got – sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, it's – funny how you're like oh this is kind of embarrassing but I like to study by watching things honestly that is the best way to learn um I'm in the process exactly. of <laughs> like one of the campaigns I launched a while back didn't do as well as we'd hoped and we're in the process of actually rechanging 
like rechanging, sorry, changing everything, including the video. And what I've been doing is I've been watching a lot of the high performing videos, my favorite being the purple pillow on Kickstarter that raised 2.6 million. And just, oh man, they all like all the big videos, including like, you know, you talk about video sales letters, all the high performing ones follow a specific format. And when you know that format and you know what to look for and you actually watch it in front of you, um, that's where you can really understand the theory behind it and how people are using it. And I find that, you know, so what I do is I know I had Daryl Eves on the podcast a while ago that did the squatty potty video. Um, and he talks about this eight point, um, template that video sales letters need to follow. And so I was like, okay, so I took that and I watched purple pillow and I was like, ah, they follow that to a T. And so I can then take that and re, um, like just apply that to a campaign and a new script to have it flow, right? So I think like you mm. doing that is probably why we're here today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really kind of how I learned how to, you know, like going from just writing like simple eBooks to actually getting familiar with the flow of like sales copy and how that actually works and like the psychology around it. That's kind of my favorite part, like the psychology behind it, because it doesn't like a lot of times if it's, you know, if you aren't familiar with it, like you might come up, you might like read something and you'd be like, Oh, that's like really strange. Like why, why, why would they, why would they say that? Why would they word it like that? Um, but then once you actually get a grasp on the psychology behind it, it makes a lot of sense. So (laughs) that's kind of like my favorite part. Do you have a favorite resource that you use to learn to get good at this stuff or like a favorite video Um, or any, any resource you could recommend? I would say, I would say two, two places, two resources. Um, one of them, I would say just, you know, log into ClickBank. You don't even need to have the intention of becoming an affiliate marketer, but I would say log into like create a ClickBank account. It's free. Um, log in and you can sort all the products and videos based on like how well they're performing. So just, um, pick like, obviously pick the good ones. And yeah, I would say just like, you know, sit down watch them and like, you know, take notice of things that you find interesting or weird or whatever. Cause like there will be <laughs> things that are very strange. Um, not in like a, not in like a weird way, but like there'll just be like wordings and phrasings and like, you'll start to notice patterns. Um, So that was how I did it. That's what I would recommend. Another way that I would recommend is to just go to, like you mentioned, like .comsecrets.com or clickfunnels.com or something like that. Um, Honestly, I have learned so, so much about, you know, the psychology behind really every, every part of marketing and internet marketing from Russell Brunson. So, um, Really, anything he puts out is very, very well thought out um, and very like scientific. So, <laughs> I would say, I would say those are the two resources that I would recommend. But he's also just a bit of a disclaimer: he's cheesy, but he's effective. Yeah, it's weird. Like he, he is a little cheesy sometimes, but like, he's a really like it comes from like a space. You know, I don't know. He's like a genuine. Guy, but watch out, you will probably um, end up wanting to buy something from him because he's good. 
Now, I'm going to pause. We cannot forget to thank the guys over at BackerKit for sponsoring this episode. BackerKit is a crowdfunding fulfillment software service that helps you take care of all the logistics, spreadsheets, and um, sorting customer data. Not only do they help make customer address changes super easy or changing rewards after someone has already bought, but the power is that they also help you um, do upsells and downsells and take care of all that. So if you don't have a system or a platform already set up, um, they've already built that for you. And the best part, you can find them at backerkit.com, but they've actually create, um, created a discount code for the uncut listeners, which are you guys. So if you go to... Uh, check out, use the code UNCUT, U-N-C-U-T. They're going to give you 50% off of their startup services, which is amazing. Um, so if you want to keep selling and keep making money and stay super organized um, after your campaign, they are the guys to go to. I've worked with them on a few campaigns now, and they are amazing. Again, backerkit.com. So I'd like to talk a little bit more about the, or actually not more, but elaborate on um this case study and why we're here. So what um, kind of emails do you, I guess like focusing on the results you got before with one of your clients where in a two-week email sequence, they Mm -hmm. made over $500,000. Yeah. Can you tell me a bit about that? Like what the product was, what your, um, like what the point of the email sequence was, if it was like a pre-launch campaign, if it was during a launch, like what did that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So that was, um, like you said, that campaign did very, very well. So what that was, um, I made, or, you know, I I always feel weird saying like I made like something for my client because obviously she, um, she had a brand and a business that was existing. But what I did was I wrote the email sequence for her and um, that sequence generated $522,000 in two weeks. So that was a very, very exciting thing, both for me and for my client, obviously, um, to see those results. So um, a little bit more about what she was selling there. She was selling a digital product. It was an online course. Um, it was an online course on social media specifically. And the price point for that was five ninety seven, I believe. So, I mean... She obviously made like a ton of sales if she wanted to get up to um, 522k with a $600 product. So that did, um, yeah, that did very, very well. And as far as the um, what type of a campaign it was, it was a launch sequence for this course. So it was the very first time that she was going to be um, releasing this course to her community and to the public. Um, so it was, yeah, it was kind of like a first time launch, um, email sequence. That's awesome. And so what does a two week sequence look like? How many emails? Um, yeah. Like how many emails is that? Right. So that is like, that's just like the big question out there because, um, you know, a lot of people are worried about, Oh, like, am I sending too many emails? Um, Am I sending like not not enough? Am I like um, am I free? Like basically, a lot of people are worried about like kind of like spamming their email list. Um, so how that specific campaign worked and um, how I would recommend it is over a two week period. We I believe we sent eight emails, and so that was um, yeah, it was eight emails 
over a two-week period. I mean, a little bit less than two weeks. I guess it was more like 10 or 12 days. Um, but yeah, that's how we did it. And she act- we actually sent a couple emails before that that were focusing specifically on getting people onto her webinar. So that was a piece of it as well. But um, yeah, that wasn't really... I don't know. We didn't really think of it as um, part of the sales sequence. It was more like warming people up and getting them on to this webinar. Right. Yeah, because the difference between um, a, like a Kickstarter launch sequence versus a digital product sequence is like I would um, – I just did this this week. I launched a course through a webinar. So I took my audience. I sent a few warm-up emails I then got them to register for a webinar, and then I pitched the thing on the webinar, and then I followed up um, for the webinar attendees with a sales sequence. Um, but Kickstarter launches are a little bit different because you have, when someone joins your email list, you get what's known, like you mentioned this before, a nurture sequence, where you are familiarizing them with your brand, and then eventually you start to change the conversation to prepping them to buy. And then... Um, the and I guess this point could be like your webinar is the equivalent of your launch day, and then once the launch day is over, then you're just tweaking things as you go to maximize like anyone who hasn't purchased yet, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the sequence you were working on with her was it? Uh, I know you did the warm warm up, and then they subscribed to a webinar. Um, was it the sequence after that lasted for ten to twelve days? Yes, that's correct. So the sale, the actual sales sequence, the sales like launch sequence um, that lasted ten to twelve days, was you know like after the webinar. Right. So let's break this down a bit. Um, I think that there's some golden nuggets in the warm up sequence. So I'd love to talk about that first because what makes an effective warm up sequence will have the same principles as what someone should be using on a nurture sequence. Um, so I'd love to get your feedback sure. on that first, and then we'll jump into um, actually getting sales f- after you've presented product um, from that. So what goes into a good um, warm-up sequence and nurture sequence in your eyes? Sure. So I would say there are a couple things, but one big thing is not... I mean, because it is a nurture sequence, one really big thing is... Um, not selling at the beginning at all, not even necessarily mentioning. Um, I mean, it's, it might be okay depending on the type of launch campaign um, to maybe mention something, but you really want to be building trust with your audience, um, understanding you know where they're at in their business or in their life, depending on what you're launching, um, and really just coming from a place of you know, wanting to help them get to the next level, really like in, like building rapport. Um, just saying, you know, like, hey, I, I get where you're at. Um, I've got, you know, something exciting coming, but, um, you know, really just like focusing on where they're at at that stage and building rapport, coming at it like, you know, open and upfront and not really, really not trying to sell them right at first because that's just going to like, that just kind of like deters people, especially if you're in the pre-launch, especially if you're like in the pre-launch phase and you don't have anything to sell yet. Um, I would imagine that 
maybe makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's just a wasted opportunity. Like, um, I don't know, what I've done in the past, and I'd love to know your feedback because I'm vi- I'm really open to um, your feedback to how even I can improve. Because I'm not a copywriter, but because I'm online and sell stuff, I've become pretty good at it. So sometimes mm-hmm. I will write a nurture sequence for a client. And what I do is I do that over, because we sometimes have like three months before launch. And so your the email marketing is slightly okay. different, but it starts with, it always starts with that nurture sequence. And so we give it a week, we send four emails. First email is the welcome sequence, like, thanks for joining our list. You're here because you wanted exclusive discounts or whatever, why they signed up and the lead magnet behind it. Um, and what to expect over the next few days. We're going to be going a bit more into our story, educating you on us and like about our product because you're here because you want to know more. And then like over the next couple emails, you will tell them about the moment, like what you were struggling with and the moment you realized that there had to be a better way. And then that's where you came up with the solution for this. And then in another email, you might talk about how your solution is different to things that are there on the market. Yes, absolutely. So I'm wondering, like, how would you, um, because, like, you do digital products, but are honestly, the the scope is completely the same. So I'm curious, like, what have you seen work really well in a nurture sequence that maybe I can add to uh, for quality and for um, engagement and actually just getting more out of that? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think before I even get into, you know, a specific example that I really want to share with you guys, um, the first thing that I always recommend, um, and that, I mean, I did, I, it was something that I didn't really even think of until my business coach told me to, told me to do it. And it really, really helps a lot is to actually go back into your own inbox and look at the emails that you specifically have bought from, Um, that's something that really, really, I started to notice, you know, like specific people, um, who just are are killing it with email. Cause I mean, I'm on a, I'm on like a ton of email lists because like, I kind of just like need to be so I can, you know, um, learn from other people and yeah, yeah, see what works. But yeah, just going back, digging up like old emails in your own inbox that you bought from, like, that's a really great way to, um, to just see what's working. That's kind of just like in general though, but as for a nurture sequence specifically, um, something that, and again, this is another like Russell Brunson plug, but I absolutely love his warm up and like nurturing sequence, which I, or which he calls the soap opera sequence. So have you heard of that? Yeah, I based my whole campaign off that. Okay, yeah. So that, okay, yeah. <laughs> now that is an amazing, it's really, really, I mean, it's so powerful and, it's simple, but it works. So that is, it sounds like that's something that you already know and use. Um, do you want to, do you want me to explain a little bit about what that is? Or? Yeah, let's do it. Cause honestly, most people listening to this podcast are, they may already be selling online, but email marketing is the, the not a good skill of theirs. So need to build on that. Okay. Of course. So yeah, let's go into the soap opera sequence a little bit, which is, again, it's more of a nurturing sequence, but you'll see that there's um, a call to action at the end of it. But it's a, basically a five-day sequence, and what goes into that is is literally, you know, day number one, day number two, day number three, day number four, 
day number five all the way in a row. So I'm not sure that might need to be tweaked if it's a long time ahead of a launch. But um, how this sequence works is the first email, you're kind of just setting the stage. You're saying like, hey, here's, um, you know, here's why you opted in, like you said, Kirsten. Um, here's why you opted in. Um, here's kind of what to expect over the next couple days or you know, maybe weeks or whatever it might be. Um, here's what's going to happen. So really just setting the expectation, like I'm going to be sending you a couple emails, um, you know, just telling you more about like, you know, the thing you opted in about basically. Then day number two of the soap opera sequence is really the goal is you want to start with a high drama moment. So you want to start what this sequence is all about is really, it's about telling a story. It's about either telling your story about, you know, why you created what, what you're creating, um, why you do what you do, or you can also take it from the perspective of your business, like why your business, um, you know, is there in the first place. Like, really, what's, what's, your, what's your why? So that's kind of like the over, that's kind of like what you want to be basing each of these days off of. So day number two, you want to start with like high drama. So you want to hook them right away and say like, usually you want to focus on something like, you know, bad or scary, like, like maybe when you were at a low point in your business or, um, you know, a, a point where things were, you know, usually, usually, um, you know, creativity kind of comes out of, you know, where you, when you're, um, like struggling with something or like you have a problem yourself that you need to solve. Um, and this is like specifically on the road to discovering your product. So, I guess with this, like a couple of examples, um, a project I'm working on for custom ear molds, my client is deaf in his left ear. And so his frustrating moment was never being able to find earbuds that truly fit him. Um, and, and because like, he's super sensitive because he lost hearing in one ear. So like his, maybe his high drama point can be like, um, having to struggle with being deaf in one ear and what that meant for him. Yes, exactly. Okay. That's cool. a perfect example. Yeah. <laughs> um, so day number two is really focused on, um, yeah, just like that high drama or, um, yeah, or that sort of like negative experience. And then at the end of day two, the end of that email, you kind of just leave it like, you know, I was stuck and, you know, here's like some sort of a wall that I hit. And from there, um, you know, usually at the end of the email, you'll say like, I'm going to tell you about like, this, this epiphany that I had, like this awesome thing that changed everything, but you got to read my next email. So it's kind of like a way to, this sequence is really a way to not only build rapport, but also to hook them to get, get them familiar with like opening your emails. So then day number three is the epiphany. That's where, you know, you tell them about the one thing that, you know, solved all that, solved all that pain, like fixed the problem. And that's usually going to be like, you know, the, either the idea that you had, um, that you're working on building and launching or, um, or, you know, it could just be like the product itself. Um, again, you don't really want to go into selling or anything like that. You kind of just want to, you know, share the story of like why it's so awesome and why it solves that pain. And then day number four in this warm up sequence is kind of telling people about the hidden benefits that they might not expect. So there's, um, you know, for example, let's say 
you have a product or, you know, your epiphany is something about like weight loss or something like that. Um, and you're like, oh, I had this great epiphany that like, if I, you know, eat this certain diet, then, you know, it's going to give me all these benefits. And then on day four, you want to say, but there are actually hidden benefits. I started noticing, um, you know, if I'm like a guy, I started noticing all these girls like coming up to me and I didn't think that was going to happen. Or I noticed I had a lot more energy and like mental, uh, you know, like mental bandwidth or something like that. Um, so you kind of want to share like even more benefits to what you're talking about um, that people might not have expected. And then the final day of this soap opera sequence, um, this five day sequence is really just, um, it's very simple. It's kind of just like telling them, Hey, you know, if you want to basically you're telling them an action that you want them to take. It's a call to action. Um, and kind of adding in some urgency and they're basically saying, Hey, if you want to, um, and again, this might be different if you're not actually, if this is a warm up sequence and, um, not an actual sales sequence. So, you know, Kirsten, you would be the expert on that part, but basically you're, you want to say, Hey, you know, you've heard about the benefits about this awesome thing. You've heard like the pain that it can get rid of. Now's the time, like basically like click here. And like, if you want to like get it or click here to sign up on a webinar or click here to, you know, kind of like do the next thing. So that's what that's all about. And People are like, okay, well, I'm not doing a webinar for my Kickstarter, so what does that look like for me? A couple examples that I can lend to that are, um, if you listen back to one of the past episodes uh, with Nathan Chan of Founder Magazine, we talk about this Facebook insiders group that we used. Um, When you have at least a couple hundred people on your email list, I'd recommend opening up an exclusive Facebook community. So your, uh, how to do that is in that podcast, but your call to action could be to join the Facebook or to apply to become a Facebook insider. Or uh, you could even do like, I'm curious, what is your story? We are offering special giveaways for the best story or something. And you just, you entice them to take action. And if you, um, I, I love them sharing their story because you can be using this to really understand your customer a lot more. So those are just a couple things you could do if you don't have like the go buy this thing right now. Right. Yeah, totally. That's a really good point. Um, I mean, yeah, the welcome sequence is incredible. And that's like, ultimately you need to do this because it helps you build engagement and trust, which is what you need before someone goes to buy your product. Um, but I'm curious, like, cause the money is made when you launch and you're now sending out emails around the launch. So can we talk about what your most effective strategy that you've seen in sales emails once someone has the opportunity to buy? Um, yes, absolutely. If I had to, if I had to break it down to like, you know, the most effective thing I would say really like, I would say social proof, Um, so, you know, if there's any way to get your, um, you know, to get your product in front of someone like, you know, before it's actually live to everyone and, you know, get a testimonial or if that's not possible, um, you know, getting, getting someone's testimonial of, you know, just even like a a video or something or a, or a mock-up of something that they, um, something that you have, ready to go and that you can show them literally 
how I write so many of my email subject lines and a couple of the email subject lines in this um, eight email launch sequence were stolen literally from um, my client's customers' mouths. Like, it was feedback that they had shared um, about, you know, something else that she had done in the past um, because this was a brand new thing. Yeah, that's another idea. You know, if you haven't, if you're still launching... um, if you're still, you know, launching a brand new thing, um, if you have something in the past that you've launched that has helped a lot of people and um, it's closely related, as long as you, you know, state it outright in your email saying, like, this is, you know, something that, you know, obviously, like, my new product is not um, live yet, but this is something that, um, these are the results that I've gotten for someone on a, you know, with a similar product or with a similar service or something like that. Um, as long as you state that, then it's fine. But literally just using people's testimonials, they will, they will write awesome copy for you. Um, and that's, how you, that's also how you know that you are um, kind of hitting your audience like, with really, really with the right emotions. You're tapping into the right emotions. So one example that I can think of um, that for this specific campaign is um, one of the email subject lines that we used. And... I, I can't remember. I think a lot. I think a lot of the sales came from this one email, but I am blanking on the stats about like sales which email. So sorry about that. But um, yeah, the the email subject line was literally "Christmas came early," quote unquote. Like it was like in air quotes. That was the subject line. And what's really good about that is because there's air quotes, like you kind of you kind of know that like it's something that you know probably either either my client herself was saying or, you know, maybe, maybe a a client or happy, um, happy customer who bought the product, but you also, you kind of don't really know. There's some like intrigue and like, you really want to open that because like, (laughs) I mean, Christmas came early, like that's obviously a good thing, but, um, there's a lot of curiosity in there. So, um, and then what that email really was, it was basically just, you know, a full on testimonial from, a customer who had bought the course and it was, and like the last line that she had said in her testimonial was like, it felt like Christmas came early because like, you know, the course was so awesome or whatever it was. Um, so I would say like number one strategy is to basically, you know, if you can inject social proof, if you have some, then that's great. But also just like let your audience, let your happy customers like, write your headlines and even write a lot of your copy like for you because they will tell you, you know, why they decided to join or why they decided to buy or whatever it is. And if they're thinking it, then a lot of your audience is also thinking that too. I love that. And, um, yeah, so I guess like you just gave me an idea when you launch a Kickstarter (laughs) and you have the first few customers, the way that, I mean, there are a few, the way that I write copy sometimes is I like to have an excuse to email people. So like, you know, with Kickstarter, you might do early bird rewards, which will be like a 30% discount you offer for the first hundred units. So when those are almost gone, I might send an email saying, Oh, it's almost finished. Um, Mm -hmm. But when you get those first few customers in, you can survey them or just ask them in the comments or in your updates to give you feedback is exactly why you bought and why you're excited. And then you, that's how you could draw quotes from people when you don't have a current customer base just yet. 
Absolutely. And even like taking that, taking that back like a step further, like, I mean, again, I'm not, you're the expert. I'm not sure how early people might start with, um, you know, collecting emails, but you can even go ahead and ask them like, Hey, like, why did you, why did you opt in? Like, why are you excited about, you know, whatever, whatever the copy is on your landing page? Like what excited you about that? And like, you can pull quotes from that too. Oh, I love that. Man, I feel like I feel like I <laughs> underestimated how much time we would need to really dig into this because I have a million questions. Um, but I think for now, I'm going to stop here. And mm-hmm. I think we should definitely have another episode talking about like to actually get in depth with the sales sequence more like we did the welcome sequence. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy Beautiful. to do that. <laughs> really cool. Yeah, because you've been amazing. And um, just before we wrap up, I'm wondering, like, do you have any famous last words? Um, Famous last words. I would say, really, I would say do your customer research. Like, pull your audience. Ask them, you know, ask them, like, what their struggles are, what their problems are. And that's going to dictate so much about writing effective copy, like tweaking, you know, whatever it is that you're launching or selling, like just, yeah. Number one thing for sure is to pull your audience, like ask them, um, you know, what they're struggling with and yeah, what they really need help with. They will, they will literally tell you exactly what you need to do to be very, very successful. (laughs) Yeah. I agree with you for everything you just said. And also you really need to understand who your audience is if you are launching a first time product, because most likely your assumptions are wrong and you need to figure out what they love about your product. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, (laughs) I mean, it's one thing when you, yeah, it's, Totally agree with you on everything you just said. <laughs> I love it. We're so in sync. Yeah. Uh, cool. So again, where can people find you if they want more information about uh, working with you or the webinar, I believe, that you're doing to go through your exact strategy? Yeah. So people can find me at www.convert.org, and that is convert with two Ts. Or you can just, literally, you can just reach out to me on Facebook. My name's Nico Moreno, I think you said it's going to be in the show notes, but will, you can just, yeah. yeah, friend me on Facebook, find me there. I'm pretty responsive on Facebook. <laughs> I wonder how we get anything done. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously. <sighs> it's, <laughs> it's bombarded so with stuff, but yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, this has been amazing. Um, thanks a lot for being on the show. Yeah, you are so well, so welcome, Kirsten. I'm, I'm, thank you for the opportunity. Really, really happy to share. No worries. All right, guys, thanks for checking out another episode of Crowdfunding Uncut. You can check out the show notes at crowdfundinguncut.com. If you are in the middle of planning a campaign, don't forget to head over and pick up the physical product checklist. Uh, It's free, and that's part of my sales funnel, so you can see that in action. Um, But apart from that, if you're digging the show, please also do head over to iTunes. There will be a link for that in the show notes. Uh, leave us a honest review. It does help get the sh- um, the show found by more people just like you guys. And the goal is to help you get funded. So that's again, or thanks again. I'm Kirsten, crowdfundinguncut.com, and we will see you next week.
Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you should check out our product launch pad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step-by-step -step through the process of launching and scaling your product brand. Brands like The Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launch pad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven-day trial of the product launch pad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.